the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, August the 18th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On August 18, 1587, Virginia Dare became the first child of English parents to be born in present-day America. She was born on what is now Roanoke Island in North Carolina. Today, in 1894, Congress established the Bureau of Immigration, Today, in 1914, President Woodrow Wilson issued his Proclamation of Neutrality. That was aimed at keeping the United States out of World War I. As we know, that didn't work out the way he had intended. Today, in 1920, the 19th Amendment to the Constitution, guaranteeing American women's rights to vote, was ratified by Tennessee. It became the 36th state to approve it. Today, in 1963, James Meredith became the first black student to graduate from the University of Mississippi. Today, in 1969, Woodstock Music and Art Fair in Bethel, New York, wound to a close after three nights with a mid-morning concert by Jimi Hendrix. That was a pivotal point in American culture. It seems ironic that it happened at a place called Bethel. Today in 2011, Vice President Joe Biden met with Chinese Vice President Xi Jinping in Beijing. And today in 2020, Democrats formally made Joe Biden their 2020 presidential nominee at their all-virtual national convention. It's interesting. Today, the House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer is looking into, he asked yesterday, asked the National Archives to hand over any unredacted records in which President Joe Biden used a synonym during his vice presidency. As Republicans move closer to launching an impeachment inquiry into his role in in Son Hunter's foreign business dealings, apparently Joe Biden isn't always Joe Biden. He is a man of many identities. I want to take a quick look behind his mask today and just see who he is. Yeah, he's had at least three different synonyms that he operates by. He isn't always Joe Biden. Trump has been excoriating for asking about Vice President Joe Biden's involvement in Ukraine while his son Hunter Biden was getting paid $80,000 a month by this notoriously corrupt Ukrainian gas company, this Burisma. Now the House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer is calling on the National Archives and the Records Administration to turn over documents related to then-Vice President Joe Biden's work in Ukraine while his son Hunter Biden was getting paid $80,000 a month. Joe Biden has stated that there was an absolute wall between his family's foreign business schemes and his duties as vice president, but evidence reveals that access was wide open for his family's influence peddling. 
we already have evidence that then Vice President Biden was speaking and dining and having coffee with his son's foreign business associates. When asked about it a while back, he said, well, we were just talking about the weather. He actually said that. We also know that Hunter Biden and his associates were informed of then-President Biden's official government duties in countries where they had a financial interest. The National Archives must provide these unredacted records to further our investigation, uh, Comer said, into the Biden family's corruption. He released a statement yesterday on this. On Tuesday, Comer issued a request to NARA, N-A-R-A, for all unredacted materials, which then-Vice President Joe Biden used a synonym related to his relationship with Ukraine. Comer explained he specifically seeks an email titled Email Messages to and or from Vice President Joe Biden and Hunter Biden related to Burisma and Ukraine. He said the email attached with the document was sent to Robert L. Peters, a synonym for Joe Biden. I wonder if Robert L. Peters will be on on the ballot this next year when we vote for a president. The request says, in part, the committee seeks unrestricted access, and then it explains all the details of this and a FOIA and a P6 and blah, blah, blah. And then it, the, the, the request says, attached to this email and made available on the NARA website is a document that indicates at 9 a.m. on May 27, 2016, Vice President took a call, Biden took a call from the president of Ukraine, Petro Proshenko, at the time. It is concerning to the committee, however, that this document was sent to Robert L. Peters, a synonym the committee has identified as then-Vice President Biden. Additionally, the committee questions why then-Vice President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and only Hunter Biden, was copied on this email to then-Vice President Biden. There's more, and I'll come back to that in a moment. So much deception in our culture today. Now we learn this morning, ABC published a poll this morning, ABC, not Fox or Newsmax, but ABC. They published a poll this morning. Americans are not confident that the Justice Department is handling the investigation into Hunter Biden and his dad, whatever his dad's name is. There are two other synonyms, by the way, that he used besides this this uh, Robert L., whatever it was. And, um, I mean, there's just no end to the corruption and the deception in this leadership. ABC found out that I'm not the only one that feels that way, and neither are you. There are a lot of us that do. The poll conducted this week showed that 48% of Americans are not confident in the investigation, and only 32% were, and the rest of them are confused. Like, what in the world is going on in our country? I don't remember a time in my lifetime, and I'm, I'm over 40, I can't remember when there was such a sense of instability in America. There's always been those those cords that bind us together as Americans. Oh, we disagree. We, you know, some like red and some like blue and all that kind of thing. But yet there was that undergirding that 
We love our country. This is great. Not perfect. Boy, America is not perfect. But it's great. We love our country. We have this country. We are blessed. We are prosperous. We are free. We have liberty. I grew up in that kind of an environment. There were actually Democrats around where I lived in the Yakima Valley that liked America. Much of that has changed now because we've raised two or three generations that have been taught and indoctrinated to hate this country, to abuse it, to take advantage of it, and as Barack Obama loved to say, and he said it often, to remake America. The word remake is very different than strengthening and so on. That's where we are today. During a portion of an interview with NBC News, it was aired yesterday on MSNBC, This on this Chris Jennings report, they were interviewing John Tester. He's a Democrat from Mo- Montana. He's the only Democrat um, in a national office in, in uh, or elected to a national office from Montana. But he was asked about President Biden and, and his stability. And, uh, and, and he said, what? He said, well, I, he said, when I've seen him on the news, this is a, a senator from Montana, a Democrat. He said, when I've seen him on the news, he's absolutely 100% with it. He actually said that. Joe Biden isn't with it ever 100%. I mean, <laughs> with all due respect to the office of the presidency, he isn't with it. And Tester went on to tell NBC, he said, and his recall and cognitive ability are fine. Tester also argued that he said he's doing a great job. He said, I think folks are making a bigger deal out of his out of his, you know, abilities than than they need to. He said voters just need to deal with it. And he said America needs to get over it. He said, Joe Biden's fine. There's nothing wrong. He doesn't have any problems. And you ask what's wrong with Washington, D.C.? Well, that's a hint. We live in a very unstable time. U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon canceled a scheduled August 25 hearing and ordered a sealed hearing on a request for a protective order under the Classified Information Protective Act in a case the U.S. Department of Justice brought in Florida against, yes, former President Donald Trump. Against his aide, this Waltine Nada, and his Mar-a-Lago property manager, this Carlos Oliveira, I think that's his name, they're charged for allegedly mishandling classified documents at three. All three have have pleaded guilty, not guilty. The hearing will take place at a designated time, she wrote, the judge, and place to discuss sensitive security-related issues concerning classified discovery. She put that out on the 17th yesterday. President Trump opposed any order that would prevent discussing the case with his legal team, and he asked for approval of a secure location to do so. He's asked for a sensitive compartmented uh, information facility. They have an acronym for that, too. They have an acronym for everything. Politicians. They don't use words. They use acronyms, like Joe Biden uses synonyms. Anyway, SCIF. 
He asked that it be restored at his Mar-a-Lago resort, Trump did, so that he and his legal team could discuss classified information in the case regularly. There was previously one established, his lawyer said in an August filing, noting that the secure location has 24-hour security protection that they would use the space to discuss but not review classified information. Mr. Smith's team, this Smith guy, is really after Trump. I mean, he's all out. and They all are. Mr. Smith's team argued against the motion, and here's what he said. He called it extraordinary, and he claimed that President Trump was seeking special treatment that no other criminal defendant would receive, and that is unsupported by law or precedent. Is Trump a criminal? I thought he was innocent until proven guilty. I know all the the masses are coming after him from the left. And they'll do anything with the law, the Constitution, they'll twist it, bend it. And they are, before our eyes, we're witnessing this. If history properly records the times in which we live and the Lord tarries, our children's children are going to say, what in the world was Grandpa and Grandma thinking about? Special treatment? Boxes were all over the place in Biden's houses, all three or four of them, however many he owns. Mike Pence has documents at his house. Hillary ran the State Department through a server at her house. Some said it was in the bathroom. Some said it was in the closet. A couple of weeks ago, Obama was asked if he had documents, and he said, I won't discuss it. (laughs) But Trump's a criminal because he had documents? Smith's so-called concern about special treatment is very selective. And the leftists are very selective with their virtue and with their legal treatment. Things are out of control. President Trump's team refuted the characterization that their request was based on inconvenience. Given the security protocol for his travel, the hurdles, costs, they said it would make it virtually impossible for the legal team to discuss the case with their client. Otherwise, they said, these people are not seeking justice. They're not. They're seeking power. They're seeking revenge on a person that they have come to hate, apparently with all their heart. They have created an instability in America that I have not seen in my lifetime. I've read about it. It was during the Civil War era. Abraham Lincoln stood up to it. They killed him. They're trying to kill Trump, professionally and politically. That's what this is really all about. There are, th- there are 3,142 counties and county equivalents in America. 3,142. Keep that number in mind. That includes parishes, boroughs, territory, like Samoa, that kind of thing. Anyway, there are 3,007 actual counties. There's 3,142 counties and county equivalents. There are 3,007 actual counties. When Obama ran against Romney, he received 69 million votes and carried 873 counties. Romney received 65 million votes and carried 689 counties. In 2020, 
Trump received 75 million votes and carried 2,479 counties. And we're not allowed to publicly question those numbers. Biden received 81 million votes from 477 counties. Something is very, very wrong about this. They screech about conservatives destroying democracy while they choke our God-given rights and our freedom because they are killing Lady Liberty. Something is very, very wrong with our system. And yet, if you raise your voice in the public, if you say, if you have influence, like Trump, and you say something's wrong with the election, they round you up like cattle and put you in a corral and you await your slaughter. Something is very, very wrong in our country. We have become unstable as a people. We've become double-minded. And double-minded men, the Bible says, and women, people, are very unstable. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, 21 and 22 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all flesh. This whole mess is going on today. Forget Trump. He's the centerpiece of it. But the fact that they would do this to anyone pretty much underscores that they will do it to anyone. They just happen to be possessed with Trump right now. Where will this lead? If they destroy this man and lock him up somewhere in a dusty jail somewhere that he is locked up. I mean, now if if he were to serve time, and he won't, but if he were to serve time for all the charges that are against him, I read the other day it would be, now the amount would be like 714 years or something like that. I never thought I'd see this in America. When, when people, including Trump's own vice president, has documents in their house, and Obama says, I won't talk about it. He's above all this stuff. Yet they go after Trump. It's so selective because they hate him and they know he might win the presidential election if they don't destroy him before the election takes place. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. If we have ever had ears to listen and a, and a heart that's open to the word of the Lord, we need it now. In Romans chapter 8, it's encouraging. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 says, What shall we then say to these things? And then it tells us what to say. If God be for us, who could be against us? I think this is a time when God would say to us, if we will open our ears and our heart and listen. I think God would say to us here in in this country and everywhere, but specifically to our circumstances. God would say, if God be for us, who can be against us? Having done everything that we can do, and continuing to do everything that we can do, 
we must stand. We are light. We are salt. We are a reflection of what God wants people to be. No, not because we're perfect. I'm certainly not. My sense is that you aren't either. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But these are times in our country when when we've simply got to stand for what we say we believe. Not in anger, although we can be righteously indignant. I am from time to time on this program. If you listen regularly, you would say, yes, that's true. I don't want to be an angry person, but I will not release my deeply held convictions. There are some things in life that are more important than just going along to get along. I think maybe Christians have done that for too long. Maybe we haven't been as serious about our faith and how it relates to the salvation of others and sharing our faith with other people, but also how it relates to our culture and the influences of people who walk in darkness. They're blind. They're deaf to spiritual things because they haven't been reborn by the power and the presence of God in their lives through accepting Jesus Christ, his son, as their savior. So they walk in darkness. The Bible is clear on that. They walk in darkness. They don't understand their times. They keep feeling and reaching and lunging and shrieking. It's a horrible time in history to watch what's going on in the most blessed, prosperous nation in the history of the world, the only nation that was ever founded on biblical principles to see us wallowing in the mire and the muck as we are today. The eternal God, Deuteronomy says, is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms, and he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee, and shall say, destroy them. That's the word of the Lord, not my word. We live in perilous times. We know where this is going. We know the Lord is going to return. We know that Satan is going to express himself. There will be an Antichrist, and that's not figuratively speaking. We know all these things. We know we are in decline, and yet the Lord has called us to stand, to stand firm, to be that light, to be that salt. I so appreciate those of you who listen to this program and support it. It means so much to me because I feel very strongly that the Lord has called me to do this. And I couldn't do it without you. And I I say that often, and I, I couldn't. And you know that. But could I ask you in a very pointed way, how long has it been since you shared your faith in Jesus Christ as the only way to God to God who became flesh and dwelt among us, died on a cross and was resurrected from the dead. How long has it been since you shared the life-changing presence of Jesus Christ in your life? Have you tried to lead anyone to the Lord? I'm just asking. I don't know. But think about that. When is the last time you've expressed yourself as salt, 
Salt stops decay. It preserves things. God has called us to preserve in our culture, in our lives. The light is the word of God. The light is the truth of the Lord. The salt stops the decay. It doesn't eradicate it, but it stops it. It slows it down. The Holy Spirit is that which restrains. It could be a lot worse, but the Holy Spirit in the world, the Bible says, in our lives, in our hearts as Christians, restrains the decay, restrains the, the, the horribleness in the culture and in the world in which we live. How long have you done something that was an act of, of salt? Been salty. <laughs> Maybe you're always salty. I think we can ask ourselves that question and see what the Lord would say to our hearts. But these are the times in which we live. We can't even ask publicly without being, in Trump's case, assaulted. We can't even ask about the integrity of the last presidential election without being punished. And yet the numbers that I shared with you, I mean, you don't have to be a mathematician. It just doesn't add up. How could this be? I think we know the answer to that. And that's the problem that we feel in America today. We have normalized that which God has never normalized. Not only in our sexual behavior, we talk about that often because they're pushing that on us like a cancer on our country. But I mean, we've become so dishonest. We, be, we represent ourselves as someone else. Even the president of the United States, when he was vice president, he was using synonyms. Who is he? New York Post published an article last year that began with this. They said 35 years ago, President Biden derailed his first uh, White House run amid plagiarism charges. His sister, Valerie Biden Owen, still can't own up to the truth. She can't. She wrote a book, and in it, she, in it, she said, our parents drilled it into our heads from our birth. That's Joe's sister. That we're expected, that we are expected to tell the truth no matter what. This is in her book. She writes, the truth might be embarrassing or ugly or shameful sometimes, but my parents made us understand that truth is the only option. This ethos taught us everything we know about what it meant to be a Biden. Well, President Biden is also a devout Catholic as well as multiple personalities, as a vice president and now president. His church and his actions say otherwise, but he claims to be a devout Catholic. He claims to tell the truth. He claims to be Joe Biden, but he isn't Joe Biden sometimes when it's convenient and when the family is enriching themselves. It's time to get real. We, the people, are trying to figure out who Joe Biden is as well. And we're trying to figure out what happened along the way to our country. They've stolen our country. They've hijacked it. They've hijacked our institutions. Cultural Marxism has found its way into every part of the anatomy of America. And sometimes we sit back as Christians and Republicans and say, well, we're going to fight this and we're going to fight that. And we don't really make any difference. 
It's time to really take a stand prayerfully and stand for what is good and righteous and holy. Thanks for being with me today. Thank you so much for your support. We need it. Have a good weekend. I'll see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.